everybody, and welcome to John Hennigan's Old Time Radio Show. So glad you could join us. It's going to be really terrific. we got some really wacky, zany old records for you tonight. Boy, oh boy. It's, it's going to be a swell time. <laughs> sort of got the blues. Hetty, give me that old guitar over here. I believe I'll play a little tune. Oh, there ain't no use for me hanging around this town. Come in, come in. Why, it's old Gwen Forster. Hello, Tom. Hetty, why don't you put that dog out of here? Gwen, come in and have a seat. Uh, where have you been so long? I've been down to Sam Hanna's dance hall. Say, Tom, they're going to have a dance down there Saturday night. Is that right? Well, we'll go down, won't we? Yeah, boy. You come over to go with us to the Fiddler's Contest tomorrow night? Yeah. Well, you got your harp and guitar? Oh, yeah. How about doing a little number from a wife and babies then? Come in. Why, it's old Clarence Green. Come in, Clarence. Hello, Tom. Hello, Gwen. Katie, why don't you get that old dog out of get here? Get out of here, George. Clarence, where you been? I've been down to Elizabeth in Tennessee over in Cat Island with old Hog Moore on a homebrew party. Been having a big old time already. Drinking lots of liquor. Well, you going with us to the Fiddler's Contest tomorrow night? Yeah, I thought I'd come over and play with you boys tomorrow night. Got your old fiddle along? Yeah, boy. Well, how about running over a little number? Come in, come in. Well, hello, Tom. Hello, Walt. Hello. <laughs> why don't you get that old dog out of here? Walt, where you been so long? Well, I've been back over in the mountains, Pete. Having a big time? Yeah, boy. You got your old guitar along? Right with me. Well, how about going with us to the Fiddler's Contest tomorrow night? Sure, sure. Well, uh, let's hear you play a little tune. All right. Hey, Walt, listen. Boys, I've got a little drink here. Well, that's uh, what I want. Me too. Hedy, give me that jug from under the table. Uh, boys, go light on that. We've got to <coughs> have some for tomorrow night. Oh, that's good. Uh, go light on that. Say, boys, hide that. Hide that. I hear somebody coming. Just light it on the table. Let me right. have it. I've got it here. All right. Why, it's nobody but Will Abinethel. Come in, Why, Will. Hello, Tom. Will. How are you? Hello, Come Will. with us. Uh, go with us to the Fiddler's Contest. Yes, sir. Well, you got your harps along? Got both of them right with me. How about running over a little number? All right. Here she goes. Good enough, Will. Say, boys, we'll all play a good old tune together, and then I'll give you a big old drink of liquor. That's good. Fiddler's Contest. We've got a number of good musicians here with us tonight, such as Gwen Forster and his guitar and harmonica. We've got that old fiddling Clarence Green that wins all them prizes all around over the country. We've got Walt Davis that does that guitar solos. 
We've got uh, Will Abernethel and his oldie harp and French harp. Now we're going to have some good old music here tonight. The first on program will be Gwen Forster doing a number on his harp and guitar. <laughs> Win. Next on the program, we'll have old fiddle and Clarence Green. He says he's going to win this fiddle prize here tonight. What's the number, Clarence? He's got to try a flop-eared mule. Good enough, Clarence. Next on program, we have Walt Davis doing a guitar solo. Let her go, Walt. Good, Walt. Next on program, we have Will Abernethler doing a number on his old harp and harmonica. What's the number, Will? Maggie. Next on program, we have Thomas C. Ashley doing a number on his guitar. Let's go. Oh, the heat, no use in your high head knee. I know something on you. No, the heat, no use in your high head knee. You're making me feel so blue. There's one thing I can't understand how a bow legged woman loves a knock kneed man. Ain't no use in you, I had me. I know something on you. Next on the program, we have the Blue Ridge Musical Entertainers are doing a number in the band contest. What's the number, boys? Chinese Breakdown. <laughs> That was great. It's uh, August 2nd, 2021. You're listening to John's Old Time Radio Show. We're back in our Crumbs record room, where we want to be, where we have to be. <coughs> the Salon de Soissin des Tours de our Crumbs. I find yeah. it rather pretentious in here myself. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Tut, tut. Anyway, what we just heard was uh, a re- recording from, what, 1931 or so of... One side's called Over at Tom's House. That was the first side. And the second side's called The Fiddler's Contest. Yeah. And I guess that's, Eden was asking, like, why why is it like this? And I guess, you know, that was somewhat similar to what a fiddler's contest would have been like, where they have the each fiddler play a little part. Not really. It's like a, I don't know. It's like a vaudevillian version of that. I don't think these guys did vaudeville, right? 
I don't think so. I just wanted to hear more of the music. Yeah, well, it's actually a very frustrating record. It's like, and now introducing this guy is like three seconds. Yeah, three yeah. seconds of like, music. Come on, it was just and, getting good. And like you yeah. were saying, like when Will Abernathy on the auto harp was playing Maggie, like that yeah, was, was so Harmonica good. and auto harp is beautiful, and that that's it. There's yeah. no other, no complete record of that of him doing that. Yeah, or anything like that. Just harmonica and auto harp together. That's it's it. That's what you get. <laughs> but at least you get, you know. A little bit more of the whole band, which is great. The band is great. They did a few records, right? I have a couple under the Blue Ridge Mountain Entertainers. That's yeah, what yeah. Called them at the end. Right? It's basically those guys. Three or four of them, yeah. Of that that whole Cincinnati band. Cincinnati Breakdown. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, they're great. Tom Ashley, also known as Clarence Ashley. Yeah. Same guy. This is actually the fifty-second show from your record room. What do you think of that? Uh, that's, that's a big chunk of my collection. Actually, it, it's not a big chunk of your collection. I mean, let's say we play 10 records per show. I'd say we average between 10 and 12. That's about 500 records. And I can tell everyone <laughs> from the near power seat that I'm sitting in in this room that that is not a big chunk of your collection. <laughs> not even close. Okay. You're right. <laughs> but I mean, I don't want to embarrass you. It's an embarrassment of riches, but it's still... It is an embarrassment I can tell you're a little embarrassed, but you shouldn't be. You should be very proud. Proud of yourself and what you've accomplished as a collector. You know what? Collecting is nothing to be proud of. <laughs> you're preserving. As you know. You're preserving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can you can rationalize it. Yeah, we're preserving co the culture. And That's what he tries to tell me. And even this cultural day. selection yeah, that we you do. You put is, out comps with the music, and other people can hear it. How are they, they going to hear it? And mm -hmm. people think we're cool and stuff. No, they think yeah. you're pretentious. I learned today. <laughs> Some troll on the internet was ragging on our podcast scene. What did he say? Oh, he said one guy wrote in uh, in one of your fan groups on Facebook, which are all psychotic people. Sorry to tell you, but your these fans are my are like, people. They're they're your <laughs> people. Psychotic. They're they're your spare animals. And they think you did Fat Freddy's cat. And they too. and they love Fat Freddy's cat. They love you for that. But anyway, um, this one guy is like, oh, I always just have this fantasy that like one day I'll go to and like I'll knock on Crumb's door and he'll invite me in and he'll play uh, Luke Jordan's version of like Cocaine Habit Blues or whatever. Yeah. And then okay, just yeah. some guy, whatever I wouldn't even say his name, giving satisfaction faction is like no that's like way too common for him he'll like probably lecture you on like how stupid you are for even liking that song and album really? and, or whatever wow. yeah but it was and this guy it's like the fifth or sixth time this guy's done that it's called an internet troll you should yeah, that you should guy's extremely this. misguided yeah but, but what's even worse than that in that story is that we should make a disclaimer and say that our crumb does not want people coming <laughs> well, no. to this town, yeah, knocking I, on his door. I don't welcome strangers to knock on my door. No. no well, doesn't. that guy who wrote that was like that was his fantasy, and yeah, but unfortunately, it's just, a lot of people's fantasies, and some people live in such a fantasy world that they actually come and do it. So, uh, and then they have to get shot. He's not so, going to do it. It was the other guy so that was write there. a letter or an email and make an appointment. <laughs> <laughs> if, if bring you, the Luke Jordan. You wish to bring hear the Luke Jordan record. Uh, you, uh, you know. Any. Old 78 but I wrote like a I, I just wrote a big Jordan thing making fun of him and, and then I out. kicked him out of the group because well, he's done this like four just or five so that guy knows I, I think Luke Jordan's the greatest and actually recently just listened to my Luke Jordan I actually records. wrote that I was like I think do you have all three all three of his records yeah. I think he made more than three didn't he I think it's just three no I think it's three I wrote that I don't extremely think extremely rare the, uh, Victor 23,000 or something is there really yeah 
Wow. I have. But also, we, won't you be kind? That's pretty rare. So good. Oh, yeah, it's great. He was saying that like that record was too. I love traveling common. man. Is, is that record's too yeah. common, and you would put it down because it's, it's first common. Of all, that's not that Did, common. How many copies has he found? I, 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 the cocaine. I, I, had I gotta tell. What's well, cocaine? And okay. I, and I gotta say that is not a common record. No. Okay, yeah. that's number one. Right. Number two, Luke Jordan is one of the greatest songster, guitarist, blues, yes, he is. Wh- whatever you want to call him. Musicians yeah. to ever record up there with the greatest of the great. I'm speaking on behalf of our crumb now. I'm not even going to let him speak because I'm so angry. <laughs> and uh, that's that. Yeah, yeah, let no. him have it, John. Come on. I, I just wrote a. Tell him what you Not really only think. are you stupid, I, but I you are completely you. wrong. Robert loves Luke Jordan. We love Luke Jordan. And we also. Don't we, don't we play that song? Cocaine. Well, uh, we do a black dog. We do something. I mean, yeah, his his stuff is similar yeah, to stuff. You've done cocaine. Yeah, we did it. I was like, not only does he love that song, short, but short we, answer. We yeah, it. we used to do it. I did it on my solo record. So I told yeah. him off, and then I said, but "Get I a life. Get out of your parents' basement. Get some fresh air." And then I blocked him from the group. <laughs> and then I was like, "Look, Jordan rules." <laughs> You're willing to take the troll's head off. Oh, it felt so good. It was great. Now he's going to track me down and kill me, but it was still worth it. Because he, 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 why nah. join a why join a fan group and all you do is bash Robert? It's that this is what this guy did. He joined like eight groups. Jealousy. Some people on the internet got mental problems. Yeah. Well, he was an attractive man, but he had to go. <laughs> I mean, I got mental problems myself. But. Me too. Yeah, but, you, but I but, don't but do you that. Distribute them in a very you know satisfying way by. Listening and playing your music and doing your art and you, and you know and hating on just, Luke Jordan just it's too commercial. Pick on people like these trolls. <laughs> pick poor Robin Clean. That's another Luke Jordan song. Oh yeah, is it? I thought that was Geishi. Yeah, they both did it. Yeah, oh, really? both did great versions. Mm-hmm. Of it. Oh, you played that the other day. I think. I he, guess we do like Luke Jordan. Oh yeah, he's wonderful. He's great. So great. He's a tragic a great figure. Force. He ended up a total like street bum alcoholic. Oh he's, yeah. He was from Lynch, Lynchburg, Virginia. Yeah, yeah. It's a street character. Lynchburg is not the a only fun pic- place. photo of him is a picture of him like drunk on the street in, in Lynchburg as yeah, an old I've guy. Seen that photo, I know. Yeah. I have friends that live in Lynchburg. Really? It, they, I'm like, Lynchburg why town. Ernest Thompson is also from Lynchburg. We should huh. do like. Uh, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, it doesn't matter. Songster, hmm. blues type show, whatever. Not hmm. blues, really, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. You should do something that would include the wonderful Luke Jordan. <laughs> we'll show that. All right, so hold on. What's our, what's our theme today? We have to announce the, the show. Oh, oh, yeah, right. Uh, old-time white country music. Yeah. White, white folks who lived in the country. Yeah. Or small towns or whatever. Yeah. Not from the big cities, not city slickers. Right. Not dirty, rotten, highfalutin whites from the city who control the corporations. That's right. Backwoods music makers. Okay. All right. Now we're going to hear McLaughlin's Old Time Melody Makers. Oh, fantastic. This Never is heard of it. Mississippi Shadows. Wow, I don't know if I know this. Is this a waltz? Yeah. Wow. I got this record from Richard Nevins. It's got to be tremendously rare on that vocalion, right? Nevins said, I've oh, this is the kind of thing you like, this this kind of band playing a waltz. He threw it across the room and I had to catch it in midair. <laughs> oh it's probably like less than five or three copies of that. Or, I mean, I've never seen another one. Vocalion 5296. I don't Mississippi know. Shadows. All right. Who Terry Zweigoff discovered... The fiddler is probably fiddling Bob Larkin. Oh, really? 
because Fiddle and Bob Larkin was in the recording studio on the same day or the next day or the day before as this band twice. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. That... Not during the Victor session that they made, but for, on the Vocalion session and on the OK session they did. Well, you got to spend a lot of time looking at discographies to come up with that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All right. I'll take it. I think Nick Loughlin is the banjo player. take the photo for um to put on the podcast site or so you can buy it later both <laughs> okay that's what i figured right. in this case both yeah that's right you have to make a psychic connection to it that's right psycho you, you have to write on that sleeve my man yes because it 
visualization of a, of a desired object oh, actually right, works. Right. Yeah. Like the UFO thing coming up there. Right? Right. Well, what you don't understand is I've been given psychic powers. Mm. I've demonstrated that many times in this record room for the non-believers. You have. Just because you go and you find the record after you take a picture of it? Just because you go and find the records? When, I find, when I find another copy of one of the two or three copies of this record, you won't say that so smugly. John actually has uncannily found extremely rare records that he traded to me, mm. and then you know he had it fixed in his mind so much that they then other copies would come to him. That's right. I, I traded you an E-plus copy of Reuben O. Reuben by Emery Arthur, and I got an E-plus copy of Reuben O. Reuben by Emery Arthur. I traded you an E-plus copy of Tommy Bradley and James Cole doing... Uh, uh, Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve, yeah. and, and I brought that back to me. But in e just plus back condition. up a second, though. The the copy of the Emery Arthur record you traded me was about V. Oh, V. That you didn't trade, yeah. The, yeah. That Reuben or Reuben with uh, She Lied to Me. Pull it, it out. That's it's nice. it's a great record. I'm I was so thrilled to get it. Yeah, it's Paramount. All right, but it plays okay. It plays all right. Huh. I'll show it to you. Do you want to see it? Well. You hurt my feelings a little bit, so yeah, I would like to see it. I mean, you called me a liar on my podcast. <laughs> Don't edit that out. This whole thing is good. We got some drama going on. I mean, I can admit when I'm wrong. When I'm wrong, I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, I'm going to say I'm wrong. I'm not saying that I'm probably not wrong. I mean, I, I don't see why you would like say this if you it wasn't true. Air? Yeah, why not? I don't have any problem admitting I'm admit wrong, but what I'm saying is right now audience. I'm still not 100%. Well, what I'm saying is like... All right, let's just let's take a look. It's not V. Huh. This copy doesn't look that good. No snap. This you got from me? Yeah. Nowhere else. Oh, you know what I, I think happened? You sent the wrong one. No. No, absolutely not. Well, I got to admit that um, in my mind, this happened a different way. But now it did just come back to me. Oh, yeah? This was my original copy, yeah. which I traded to you. Mm -hmm. And then a few months later, I got like a, a really nice copy. I won't say E plus because we all know it might be E or E minus, but it's right. not like this. Yeah, because it's really hard to find anything on Paramount E plus. Really hard. Well, plus a, a, a Paramount E plus is still, not E still plus. Still like crappy, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so how are we going to rectify this? Well, I've got to find him a cleaner copy because that's the greatest yeah, record ever. So what I'm going to go home is I'm going to study my copy. I'm going to look at it. I'm going to stare <laughs> at it. I'm going to say my friend needs a better, cleaner copy. No, you don't worry about it. This place fine. It's it's perfectly it listenable. Good, right? Yeah, it's listenable. It's not, not that bad. Even though it looks... You know, it looks pretty worn, but... It doesn't look good, no, i got to say. No, it, yeah, you it were right. Decent. You were right. I was wrong. See? John, were you John right or wrong? Admitted it on the air. Once again. I, I was, was right, wrong. he was wrong. I'm wrong a lot. <laughs> but when I'm right, I'm really right. <laughs> That's true. I know. That's true. Uh, yeah. I like to be right, too. So, well, I understand. Fellows entitled to make some mistakes. But, having said that, I'm not wrong about my psychic abilities. To bring things back to me, I can't wait to. Play. I mean, because it's not just those two. I, I mean, my memory is so times. shot, but it, it's been at least. I mean, it's in the high. I mean, the low double digits that I've been able to do it. Yeah, with extreme right. rarities. Yeah, well, I'm completely amazed. And sometimes 
pretty soon after you gave me that's what copy. i mean is like i mean there's something weird about it it's not like i find it 10 years later yeah that's right when you find like a week later and then there's that mystic yeah, thing that happened with the don kent thing that was that's a really incredible story. i mean that is undeniably weird that it is yes that's yeah. a twilight zone episode should i tell the story quickly again yeah okay so my buddy don kent used to come over to my house when he lived in brooklyn he came over like every week Usually every Friday, listen to records, would order some food. Don would definitely drink some wine. We had a great time. Then we started recording them on podcasts. And, um, you know, Don was the kind of guy who was always, like, asking you questions like, you know, okay, so, you know, what's your what's your favorite Charlie Patton record? Or, like, you know, if you could have any Jeanette Electro Beam in E-plus condition right now, what would it be? You know, just, like, to see what you'd say off the top of your head. And one day he just asked me, he said, uh, what, what, what's your three top wants for, for blues. And off the top of my head, I said, well, Charlie Patton, I said, believe it or not, it would be Poor Me, which most people considered not, you know, like a guitar that. record. I, like that. I think it's one of the most beautiful performances ever recorded. I've, I always wanted that record. Like, I've been lucky enough to have a few Charlie Pattons, but that was one that I wanted. So I said that. And then I said, of course, Willie Brown, you know, M&O Blues, the only one that's turned up to this point. Yeah. And then I said, uh, King Solomon Hill, Gone Dead Train. Just like, you know, to me, like, that's just Which, like... But, by the way, are three extremely rare records, all three of them. Oh, yeah. I mean... I mean that's like wanting the... That's unreasonable to even think about owning those. Yeah, well, that was the point of the question is, you know, right. you don't have to be reasonable. Right. This is like your dream. Yeah. Okay, so a few months later... I, I didn't notice at the time, but Don Kent was really sick. He never told anybody, and he, he passed away. Died. Yeah, and this was like a podcast I did with him right before I came here, and he died while I was in France. So it was probably a few weeks later. So I, I go back home, and sometime in the early fall, I get a phone call from a guy who tells me he's a book collector and he's got these old records. And it was the same kind of calls I always get, you know, where they can't really tell you what they got. Yeah. You know, but he did say one thing because he, he, he was in the city. I had to go, but I almost didn't go because, you know, sometimes they say, oh, they always say this to me. Oh, it's the kind of records, you know, you collect. Oh, you definitely want them. Well, well like what? And they can't tell you one thing. <laughs> so you pretty much think, oh, it's going to be all Bing Crosby and Frank Sinatra, you know. But he goes, well, there's a lot of Louis Armstrongs in there. So I'm like, okay, I got to go look. I don't know what's right. in there. Those could be yeah. anything. Still, yeah, it could but, be decas. You yeah, know, yeah, you don't know. But uh, so, anyways, I go and I'm looking through all these records, and I from uh, there were great jazz records, and mixed in were some really good blues records. And my impress, my impression was that it was a jazz collector because the jazz records were all worn, and the blues records mm. were in really good condition. Yeah. Like, mm. and they were mixed in few and far between. So, did you tell me they were in albums? They were in those albums. And then, yeah. so then you open this one album. So I open up this one album. And there's staring at me, poor me. And this is only like the third blues record. You know, I'd seen a Memphis Mini, and I'd seen huh. something else more common. I yeah. forget. Yeah. And uh, and there it was, Whoa. poor me. I pulled it out of the sleeve, and I and I put it back in the sleeve, and I tried not to like you know my heart's racing, right? And like sweat is definitely apparent on my brow, and I'm like trying to like stop that you know through the conscious mind like don't sweat don't sweat don't sweat calm down it's a dead giveaway right don't, don't breathe heavy don't, don't act crazy right so i'm like okay so i put that like booklet aside I go through a couple more booklets and there's willie brown future blues mno blues on a beautifully clean champion this. deca yeah. champion you know i'm looking at it i pull it out of the sleeve i'm like 
holy shit. No kidding. So, so then, like, I put that on top of the pat, and I go through, like, two or three more booklets. And it's a lot of, like, you know, a lot of the Louis Armstrong was mostly Louis Armstrong, all great records, but mostly, like, the Volcalion reissues, you know. Huh. A few, like, early hmm. OKs. Huh. Um, but most, you know, you know, there wasn't even, like... You know, so, a lot of twenties records. Really, it was like the thirties, like yeah. reissues. I mean, of all yeah. the early Louis, so it was, it, they yeah. were fine. I mean, interesting, but nothing of real great value except these few blues records. And I actually started to to think that like I'd made this up. You know, I had to go back You're and dreaming and pinch yourself because <laughs> I've had these kind of dreams. You right. know, plus like he does have he, dreams, and he checks his collection. And says, Is it in there? <laughs> but you, you you know you also think this can't really be happening. You know. <laughs> So like I open up the booklet and I'm like, no, there it is. It says M and O, Willie Brown. I'm like, I've seen it before. And I'm like, but the Charlie Patton can't be there. And I open it up. I'm like, and okay, then, there it is. And then finally I go through all the booklets. There's a few good things. There's like you know Willazell piano record and like you know decent was stuff that on Paramount. Yeah, on it Paramount. Was. Oh, they yeah. found a Paramount. Yeah, no, there was a there was a couple of Paramounts. Oh. Um, huh. But, like, you know, yeah. like, I can't remember the other one off the top of my head. I don't know why. There was there was some other good records. But, like, Carl Martin OKs, Memphis Mini OKs, like the Red Label, the oh. early ones. You know, oh. kind of rare. Wow, yeah. Kind of good. Yeah. I mean, I like them. Sure. You know, I think there was a Memphis Jug Band OK. Oh. You know. All that mid-30s stuff. Yeah, huh? yeah. With, huh. Along with those mid-30s Vocalion reissues. And, and then a few of these, like. The Charlie Patton. That yeah. was. Cool. All right. So, anyways, the very last booklet. The very last record Here is comes. King Solomon Hill Gone Dead Train, Deca Champion, E+. Plus, e, e plus. <laughs> and at this point, like, I'm thinking to myself, okay, I closed it back up. And I said, all right, now, you know what? You really need a fucking psychiatrist because these are the three records you told Don Kent yeah. that you would want, your, your right. top wants. And I said, you know, there's something really wrong with you. Like, I was really getting mad at myself because I'm like, you're hallucinating, you know? Like, now you're hallucinating <laughs> over records. Like, you know, like I was really, I, I really was in a like state of like I could imagine. manic confusion, like not really well sure imagine. what was going on. Yeah, that, because that is so fucking strange and mystical. I and would. I had to open the King Solomon Hill at least three, maybe five times. And sure I kept putting it on different parts of the table. I'd put it like at like nine o'clock. And then I'd be like, okay, count to three, open that up, see if it's still there. Okay, it's still there. Then I'd put it like at five so, o'clock. So where's the guy the whole time? Well, honest. actually, it was the guy's wife. The guy was at work. Oh, the boy. wife looked at me, and she was like very nice, but she was, I got the feeling she wasn't paying attention, but I wasn't 100% sure. She's kind of talking to me, you know? Yeah. You know, like she didn't know anything about records, right. but she's like, so, so, you know, oh, so you collect these old records, you're having like kind of like, mundane chit chat which by now i wasn't even sure if she was fucking talking to how, me anymore i don't know what's going on how old were these people uh my age i oh, would yeah? say f- oh. 40s so where did they get the records this guy i got the feeling was had some cushy job was like a doctor or whatever and he was like yeah, he, he went around he was to estate sales yeah. a lawyer yeah, yeah. He, i'm sure he told me but i can't remember but he went around to estate sales, okay. and he was interested in old books. They had a storage space uh, I was looking through. Uh, and it had, like, some old furniture, stuff you'd expect to find okay. in estate sales. And it yeah. was filled with books. Huh. And he said, sometimes when I buy books, records come with it. Right. And I don't know what to do with them. Right. So, yeah, but he had a vague understanding that they were valuable. Then there's a little bit of a harrowing part of this story. Uh-oh. What do you mean? 
that were you actually weren't able to take the records with you at that, at that moment, right? Well, you because had I had to talk to him. Yeah, so you had to go there. away and leave them. That's always that scary. That was terrible. What if they because somebody you? else might come in there. You never because slip in there and get know. them. Talk they, they fast. Could, they could Google anything, get anybody's number, and somebody could say, somebody whatever could f- Hennigan offers you, I'll quadruple it. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. yeah. And... I really wanted to get those records. And I made him an offer right there. Yeah. And she's like, okay, well, you know, I'll tell my husband. I'm like, fucking God damn it. Right. (laughs) And uh, it took two days from what I remember. And the guy called me back and basically said something like, whatever I offered him, he raised it by like $1,000. Really? Really? Something like that. And I said, okay, done. I said, but I'm going out of town. I got to pick him up today. He's like, oh, okay, you know, I'll meet you after work or something. Like, I had to get him, you yeah. know. So I went to the bank and got a check and huh. Uh, huh. got him. And I remember, too, like, I, I was so, like, I wasn't, like, I, I consider myself such a professional, but I was so worried about getting those records out yeah. of there. I realized when I showed up there, like, I didn't have the right boxes. I was, like, holding these fucking <laughs> records, trying to get to a back, back of a cab. And yeah. remember, he's looking at me, like, you know, I, I probably looked like you I was out just there in left a, taxi? A, a bank robbery. You went out in a taxi, right? Yeah, I had to get a taxi. Yeah. Do you, you think know? Don Kent brought those records to you? Well, oh, there's no what? doubt. I mean, how you would know. you how do you explain that? I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, yeah. No. it's very strange, very I mean, mysterious. Either, I mean, it's one of two things. It's, it's some kind of psychic power, or it's like you know, I or mean, he blessed you. You know, in some way, maybe Don thought he owed me a favor or something, and that was maybe he asked me the question because he, <laughs> you know, Don was a very like kind of. Maybe you know, he had he psychic, a special guy, psychic you know. wine he was, powers. He was a deep guy. He lived like a... That's right. Kind of like a... I don't know, like a... But he had an incredible amount of knowledge and passion for music, and he loved other people who also shared that with him. And as far as I know, the guy didn't have a mean bone in his body. No. no. I never saw him in- incapable do anything. Of, he was he so very hysterical. rarely said he was anything so negative. Funny. You know? that, yeah. That's what was so amazing about him, you know? I miss him. Mean, he did not have, like, an easy time in life, but... He was not like bitter. No. He was not like you know, huh. well-read knowledgeable guy. But the thing was, he was not the type of guy that needed to tell you what no. he knew or impress no. you. Or he wasn't looking for your, like oh. you know. So you had to know him really well to really get to know you know. And uh, in in spite of his modesty, turns out he's probably in his while he was alive, the most authoritative person on the, on the pre-war blues, that, or maybe the whole realm of the 78 blues That I've era. ever met, for sure, yeah. yeah. I, don't, any, I don't think anybody else had the extent of his knowledge. He loved the music, but he also... He, he, he went around and he tried to experience it as much as he could. Like He, he tried to meet guys. He tried to find out huh. information about the people huh. he liked. Yeah. Huh. And he was, you know... Little older than me, so he was at the generation where it was still possible. You know, I told you like yeah. he became friends with yeah. Bertha Lee Patton. Yeah, and he used to go visit her from time to time. And yeah, I think he was like my age. Yeah, he spent yeah. a lot of time with certain musicians that he became like he was the kind of guy like he he wouldn't just show up at someone's door and try to interview them. Like he became friends. Like he hung out with these people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, he'd go he'd go over to their house for a couple of weeks. They'd come stay with him. You know, he was. You know, yeah. There was nothing else he wanted to do, so you know, it wasn't. You know, yeah. It wasn't like I got to ask you a few questions and get out of here. Yeah. He was real friends with these people yeah. that he met and huh. interviewed. Okay, let's just do a record. Yeah, that's a, certainly an interesting story. Yeah, you ever heard the Dixie Ramblers doing 
Franklin, oh, you have this record, Franklin County Blues and Riding an Old Model T. That's amazing, yeah. Yeah. I think I gave you my old copy when I got this. Yeah, you did, yeah. This is like a, in the late 30s, it's like 36, 37 or something. It's but, an amazing record. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wonderful record. Let's play Franklin County Blues. <laughs> if they recorded much that's their only record that's what i thought yeah. yeah one record have you ever heard the buck mountain band yeah i have the buck mountain band now isn't that that's a pseudonym right or no that no, no they but they recorded on a pseudonym on some label i have yeah they're issued on uh velvet tone and clarion as art andy bert and dave right <laughs> yeah great band oh yeah they're great <clears throat> i found this in an antique store in woodland california it's called don't let the blues get you down. Okay. So it has a very clever lyric in it. If the blues get you down, you will have to leave your town. <laughs> ¶¶ 
Keep your towns away, don't let them blues get you down. Till your last drink of whiskey is gone, honey, gone. She beat me, she banged me, she called me to leave my town. Oh, it's don't let them blues get you down. Okay, great. Who's this by? Uh, this is uh, Walter Smith, and I don't know if, who's, if it's either Lewis McDaniel or Walter Smith singing, I don't know.
She's beautiful, but she's the ugliest woman I ever saw. <laughs> yeah. Something about she was so ugly, she scared the children. <laughs> yeah, I believe that was Walter Smith singing. It yeah. It sounds like the same voice as, like, bald-headed into the broom and all that stuff. Yeah, I think uh, Louis McDaniel's a little bit gruffer sounding. Yeah. On, on those victors, I think it's McDaniel singing. Yeah. Do you have any of those? Yeah, I do have. Yeah. One or two of them. Okay, you got time for... One or two more? I'd say uh, like maybe three more. Three more, okay. I don't think we ever played this Wild Horse by the North Carolina Ramblers, Posey Roarer. Played with Charlie Poole Band. <laughs> Thank you. 
That's all right. Uh, that's about the best I ever heard. <laughs> all right, Crumb, now get out your mandolin and let's hear a little. Keep that dog quiet. <laughs> okay, now we're going to hear uh, J.W. Day, who's also called Jilson Setters. He's kind of a, uh, some kind of a performing name that he was given by this woman folk song collector for some thing that she wrote that she included this guy in some play or something. I don't know. Really? How weird. Jilson Setters. called Way Up on Clinch Mountain. Okay. That's is great. It's also the drunken hip hiccups. Oh, yeah. He was old. This guy was old when he recorded. Old man. <laughs> My bow, I make myself up my left I go. Cup of Lordy, I'll sleep, I feel. Cup of Lordy, I'll sleep, I feel. Oh, 
Yep, I do. Because I've heard it. It's really great. Beautiful. I've, that's so many songs, like you said. It's rye it's whiskey, Jack of Diamonds, kind of. Uh, what kind else? of like Dear Eliza. There's a hole in the bucket. Dear yeah, it's the same tune. Yeah, so many, so many great tunes have been written off of that. All right, so we got one more record here. Really? Yeah. That's okay. It. On our fantastic old country. What what did we call it? Poor white, white people. Country music. Oh yeah. We called it pretentious white Point. asshole music. No, we no we call no it's music made by non pretentious white assholes. Mm. Listened to Nobody, by white pretentious asshole. white assholes. But you know what can we do? I We're mean, white. We can't help you being pretentious. All white people are yeah. assholes and pretentious. That's we right. can't help being white new. either. That was the color we was born with. And although we are white men, we are not the white man. That's different. You're not the are man. Are we even men? Are Come you? on. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We're record collectors, for Christ's sake. <laughs> just nerds. <laughs> nerds looking at your record. Okay. Have you ever heard this record? A Pretty Gal's Love by Witter, Henley, and Small. Oh, I've heard it many times because have? I have it, my friend. Oh, you do? This, okay. is a, this is a really rare one, too. It is? That's pretty huh. rare, yeah. Yeah? I think huh. this is one of his rarest records, except really? maybe... Uh, Weave Room Blues, you know. Huh. I mean, not counting the aristocratic pig stuff, but the stuff he does on banjo. I'm t talking about Fisher Henley. Fisher Henley, yes. Love Fisher Henley. I still need a... I want to get a copy of his vocalion of uh, Hop Along Peter. Oh, it's so good. I don't have that one. And now all 20 of our listeners are going to go looking for it. Right. First of all, I think it's more than 20, but who knows? I don't know. But... <laughs> You know, the thing is, the people on this show, they know that they have to let me and Crumb get their records first, and then they can have them. <laughs> is that true, people? <laughs> right -o. All right, thanks for doing it. Is this the last one or second to the last one? All right, let's make it the second last one, because this is really good. Okay. Fisher Henley tried to do a gas station, but I think he failed at that. <laughs> yeah, he... Yeah, had he tried to open a gas station? Yeah. In the depression. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's just no use of fooling yourself, no matter what else you've got. If you've not got a little of a pretty gal's love, you better be dead than not. You better be dead than not. You better be dead than not. If you've not got a little of a pretty gal's love, you better be dead than not. Yellow on the vine trying to lay up the door And what have they got when it's done? 
what have they got when it's done? What have they got when it's done? They yaller on the vine trying to lay up dough, and what have they got when it's done? Nothing. You're right. Henry, do you know R.M. Trexler of Peyton, North Carolina? I know him too. We made this song for him, didn't we? Sure did. Let them all be bachelors and not some law. If it be, I wouldn't get which. But give me some kids and a pretty gal love. I'd rather be happy than rich. I'd rather be happy than rich. I'd rather be happy than rich. But give me some kids and a pretty gal love. I'd rather be happy than rich. So good. Henry Witter and Fisher Henley, but who's small? I don't know. He's the other banjo player, I believe. So good. Yeah. All right, so you're going to do one to take us out. Okay. What's it going to be, man? What's it going to be? I can't wait. Okay. It's going to be a real... It's a guy I really like, Sid Harkreeder, you know his stuff? Oh, cool, yeah, <laughs> with uh, Grady Moore. Yeah, with uh, Grady Morris. It's called Old Joe. Sid was a little skinny guy with bad teeth and slick black hair. Picture of him grinning at a microphone with his bad teeth showing. Give <laughs> him an old timer, Sid. No, let's give him Old Joe. Shoot, boy. <laughs>
And as for the audience, so long for a while. We love That's you. That's all the songs for a while. We love you. We love your audience. Thanks for tuning in to John's Old Time Radio Show. Ooh, that was nice. Please join us next time, where John will chastise you, call you stupid, and say fuck off. Thank you and good night. Well, I'm, great. I'm great. I'm going to use that in every Fun. show. Every show is going to end That's with that from now on. That's a career she could have had.